is Chance and you're currently listening to Chance to Strive. Honestly, this isn't like, oh, it feels good to be back because I wasn't away for that long, but just kind of like, bro, like, when you're in school, like the idea of trying to time a schedule where you have to actually go out somewhere and you have random exams and it's like randomly you'll like, you'll skip looking at one syllabus for a week and then you're like, oh yeah, I have time. And then you're like, oh, it's like, hey, one of my one of my classes, I'm gonna just rant about my, about my school year for a quick second. Um, one of my classes, I don't want to say her name, but the class is kind of like a class on history, passing and stuff like that, passing and covering. I'm not gonna get into a whole race thing, so if you guys can look, if you guys know what that is, and you know what that is, so basically it's this whole idea of like we're looking at identity and how it was portrayed back in the day based off your race, social social class, and all that type of stuff. This lady at times has us reading a book. In two days, by two days, I mean like two class days. So basically we have a class Tuesday and Thursday. Tuesday, we'll have one half of the book to read. By one half of the book, I'm talking about like chapter one through 16, which goes up to like 150 to 60 pages. And then we'll sit here and mind you, this is a literary analysis class. Like pretty much a lot of the times you have to very much get deep into the text, find out what it's trying to say, the themes, what it's trying to portray, all of this stuff, right? And you have to compare it to theories based off the time period that it's in. In other words, it's a whole lot of shit. So we have 150 pages to read one night. And then the next night, it'll be like 200 pages. A book will be like close to 400 pages and we are reading it in one week. I go to a business school. Like I, I chose to go to business school for a reason. And Bentley, I get it. Like their reputation in the business world it does well. I'm not gonna lie. There's been so many. There's been like so many times, I've been considered for an internship just because I was like, oh, I go to Bentley University. I respect it, but this idea that I chose to go to a business school hoping to avoid all this shit, and then y'all are just pushing it on me. But I can't lie. I actually do like reading. I just hate the fact that it is so fucking time consuming. But okay, so now we're actually gonna get into the regular regular schedule program. Oh wait, no, one more rant about one of my classes. I'm taking microeconomics, right? This late, ooh, yeah. If this school, if my school ever sees this, I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna just chill right there because my those c- concerns I've already expressed them to that teacher in just a nicer way. The other one, not so much. So I'm gonna just keep my mouth shut because Bentley sometimes, yeah, I don't want to get in trouble at all. So, all right. So basically, road to 100k. Like we're close to 100k downloads, and I think we're about we're probably either at it already or we're pushing the one year mark like the first year of me actually having this podcast which is actually ridiculous like i don't know it's like when you're a contract you're like ah, five years but then it's like bro the first year like we made it past the first year and the idea that i was this inconsistent and i felt like we still were doing pretty well it just shows just how much love that you guys show this podcast. And for that, I just want to say that I very much appreciate it. I feel like every other episode, I'm telling you guys how thankful I am. And you don't understand. Like, understand that on my if you follow me on any of my other socials, I am very much inconsistent. And I do not care at the least at all. Like, I barely post on, on TikTok. I barely post on Instagram. If it's on Instagram, it's literally like just something on my story. I'm just reposting regular things. It's just like, I'm in a stage where I'm very much trying to reinvent myself. And... A lot of that shit looks it's it's distraction because there's so much validation that I can get on social media 
And I'm currently in a stage where I don't want to be validated by nobody else but myself. Because I understand how easily it is to get caught up in something or to start thinking you should chase something because you're being so validated. Because it feels nice. Like, it's this idea where it's like, it's a reward. Like, whenever I go and I post something and I see people say, oh, the way you think, da-da-da, the way you think, da-da-da. Like, oh, the... All of these things, it's like that extra validation. Every single time you get it, it makes you happy. It makes you happy. And it's like, as nice as it is, at times it is a distraction for me. It's like, I am trying to make sure I'm on a path that I chose. I understand the fact that I'm someone where it's like my personality is very flexible. I can very much do a lot of different things and think, oh, this is really what I want to do. No, it's not. It's just my personality can can make this happen. A lot of the things that I started, I wasn't the one that pushed myself to start it. Mind you, social media... I used to do social media, but then I dropped it before college. I mentioned this on my podcast. And then people pushed me to do TikTok. Hey, you'll work. You'll do good. You'll do good. You'll do good. Went on there. It worked. Why would I, why would I want it? Why would I want to stop that? It wasn't that I generally really cared about becoming an influencer. All of my friends understand this. I do not care about being an influencer. A lot of people pride this shit. And I did too at a certain point, but the older I get, the less value that I find in social media because social media is such a huge distraction when you are not aware of what it is that you want to do in life and who you want to be in life. Cause I can easily go on social media. And the thing about it is as an influencer, if I want to be a certain person, I can go on social media and become that person without actually putting the work in. Why? Because I understand how people react to shit. I understand emotions to a certain extent. I know how to control the narrative that's played on my name. I just never cared about it because I wanted to put, hey, this is me. This is the good part. This is, like I, I went on social media and people could tell. It's like, you see a whole lot of different things. That's why it's like if someone asks, what do you know on social media? I'll tell you. I just have, I don't know. I just go in there and I just talk my shit because that's the, like I literally just, it's all up here. Like I don't sit, I try to do dances and all this extra shit. I don't do that. But it's this idea. It's like, I just really need to know if this is me. Like, is this something that I want to do? So on social media, inconsistent for that reason. With this podcast, I look at it as something that actually invests into this person that I'm trying to become. Like, for me, I have a podcast, so very much, when I tell people to journal, you guys don't understand the importance of it. This may not look like it's part of journaling, but what do you think it is when I have these thoughts? I don't randomly, like, today I'll be completely honest. Today was like, I already knew what I wanted to do, so I just actually made the episode when I actually got here. The whole idea of trying to reinvent yourself is just like, I need to isolate myself. I don't want that influence at all. And then when it comes to the podcast, a lot of the thoughts that I constantly have, I bring them on here because I'm someone where it's like, when I'm dealing with certain things or I'm thinking about certain things, I like to understand it as much as I can. So for me, I don't need to journal because I've constantly practiced on trying to make sure that I am self-aware of what it is that I'm doing or the current situation that I'm in. And also the idea of not lying to myself is something that I've gotten really good at. And a lot of people you can't, but at times you can't remember what the truth was if you didn't write it down. So it's like seeing how you used to think and then being able to compare page one to page 30, understanding the fact that you're probably, you might end up talking about the same thing in one of these pages in both of these pages. Now you have an understanding of what you thought about it 30 days ago to now. And then if you if you're going through books, journaling, right now, you have now you actually have access to what was up here a year ago, two years ago. Imagine just how powerful it is if you can look back at how you used to think 
and how you currently think and then seeing the progress and seeing why certain things happen. For me, I'm telling you, it's like, I don't understand why people are so scared about figuring themselves out. That's what journaling is. It's literally the idea that you're figuring yourself out. And I can't begin to tell you how many times I've constantly kept on looking like, how do you improve yourself? How do you get better? And journaling is always one of them. It's like, it's this idea of you're just trying to get in more in tune with your subconscious. A lot of the times you forget some shit you speak about, the idea you have it down. Even if you don't want a journal written down, just at least have a time of the day set for reflection. Like journaling, in my opinion, is this idea of reflection. It doesn't mean you need to go into journaling deep, like you just write a whole page. No, just write two things. Like what, like an overall, like just literally sum up your day in a few words and you're chilling. But just the idea you get into the habit of doing it, trust me, it helps. But for me, the re- another reason why I felt like I need to isolate is this idea there's a, depending on who you are, there will be a constant demand for your energy. Bro, do you understand, like, when you're trying to really work on yourself and you see the progress you can do, I'm not entertained at trying to be there for everyone because it's just like, I don't want to. <laughs> like, I used to always want to do things for people because it makes me happy. And it generally does. But I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> At a certain point, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, no matter how much things I do for somebody, there's a day that I could wake up and I'm with myself. Not surrounded by the validation I'm going to get from other people. And I have to deal with me. If I am incapable of handling my emotions and dealing with that person, then I then what am I really investing so much energy into people for? Honestly, it's I even I invest into people for selfish reasons at times. A lot of us do it and that's okay. Well, and that's actually not okay. It's just I want to do things out of the kindness of my heart. Not just because I feel like I have to. Because I feel like a lot of the times when you're around people, right? You almost feel obligated to do the things that they ask of you or require. When you have space, you have time to think, is this something that I want to do? When your friend asks you for a favor and they're right next to you, you can't be like, oh, wait, hold on, give me a second. Like half the time, it's like you're trying to be on the fly. Like it's quick. You feel me? So having that distance allows you to be in control of when you decide to be around people and exert energy. Um, And also the reason why I feel like it's very important to isolate, it's kind of like, also, some of this episode is literally based off random ass quotes that I had written. Like A quote that I had was like, if you did for yourself what you do for others, how would your life look? And then I was like, self-love is important. Like, that's why self-love is important. Because think about all the energy, money you probably invested into a partner, friendships, and everything like that. Imagine if you had dedicated half of that to yourself. Imagine where your life would be. Like if you, you like, you know, when like somebody, something is wrong with someone and you're like, I bet I'm, I'm going to stay up and everything like that. Make sure they're straight. Imagine if you told yourself, right, I'm going to stay up to make sure I get everything I need to get out the way. That would look very different. I'm just keeping it. I'm just being honest. One thing that I found outside of journaling is also like having a morning routine. Bro, it is so hard to stick to a morning routine. And I think that's the whole entire reason why a lot of people need to adjust to it. For me, I've always found there's an importance of the things that you can't do. Like, there's a reason why you can't do some shit. Like, somebody else out there has a morning routine that they stick to and can get to it every single day. This idea that somebody else can do it and I can't is an issue to me. And the fact that it's not an issue to other people is ridiculous. I don't like the idea that somebody can do something and I am incapable of doing it. That's just, I don't know, bro. I just, 
for me, and also the importance of it in general, is this idea that it allows you to be more disciplined. Do you understand like how many different things you want to do when you first wake up? But I watched this video was like, yo, have your phone in airplane mode as much as you can. Because I'm not going to lie, the moment I wake up, I will wake up at seven and not get my day started till eight. Why? Because I started being on my phone. I got lazy. Now everything, like the little energy I had when I just woke up, it's all gone. Now I'm already lazy and I'm getting up. It's being slower. Like what I've found for me, what's been working recently has been waking up early and actually forcing myself to stick to a schedule no matter what. So if I first wake up, I'll literally put my phone on airplane mode. Why is my phone in airplane mode? I have no access to Wi-Fi. In other words, I'm not connected to the outside world. The morning is the time that I need to prep my day. It is not the time for me to check on everything that's fucking going on with everyone and their mamas. Like, I can't do nothing for nobody until I get my day started anyway. So why am I so entertained or so intrigued by needs that I am not in a place to currently fulfill? Or just this idea that I'm so intrigued at being distracted. Like, so what I've tried, what I've been trying to do is like, literally you wake up, you start your day and you put it on airplane mode. Do you understand how bored you get putting like, what, what the fuck is there to do? There's nothing. Cause you, um, half of the distraction that comes, comes from your phone. So literally you put your phone in airplane mode. You go brush your teeth. You shower, do everything you're supposed to do. You eat. If you need to watch something, I promise you do not walk, do not pull up your phone, watch a show, what, what, put it on your TV or put it on your computer. Like the idea that you don't have access to people is the biggest part because people are needy as shit. Like I'll be up at seven and I'll read a text from last night. And I'm like, damn. Or the idea that like something else somebody will do will affect how my day starts. Like when I used to very, very much heart, like in my heartbroken stage where it's like I'd wake up and then I'd look at a text my ex sent me and then it didn't make me feel right. Right. And now the whole entire beginning of my day is fucked up. Why? Because I wasn't able to control what I had access to. That's not what I want to look at at the beginning of my day. It's, it's just not. Random advice from my last relationship since I brought up that shit. If it's force, it'll drain you. Protect your energy. Like, that was a quote right there. It's like, bro, I promise you, if like, I get it, like, this idea that I, I was so stuck in this idea that relationships require work. So when shit would be terrible and nothing looks like it's working, I'm like, nah, we got this. We're going to make it work. But at times you have to be honest with yourself. It's like, is it being, are you forcing a lot of things and are you investing a lot of energy because the dynamic isn't working? Like I get it at times certain things aren't working because of the things that you guys are going through. And a lot of these things, a lot of other factors will affect the relationship because it's like, well, whatever I'm dealing with to a certain extent, if you're with me, you're going to see that or at least some type, some, in some way, in some type of shape or form, that outcome, you will see it or how it's affecting me. But when it's two people dealing with a lot of things in your relationship, at times that makes it very much, it seems impossible for you guys to actually work. But you have to understand where it's kind of like, this will pass. But when it's this idea that you guys are struggling to communicate, unless both of you guys are willing to put in the work, that's not something that's going to pass. If that, if you are, if you're very much annoyed or unimpressed with your partner's ability to constantly stay motivated and actually follow their dreams and shit that's something they could work on but if they don't care then it becomes something about the dynamic that's just not going to work when there's a lot of shit that you don't see going away and you're constantly still trying to force a relationship to work trying to move past those things you shouldn't be pushing past shit to try to make your relationship work y'all can move past it but pushing past it is just this idea where it's like the dynamic is just not working and that's what i'm saying it's like if you're forcing it because the dynamic isn't working 
you're good. Just protect your energy because you don't understand how bro, the idea that you invest so much energy into some shit that's that just was never going to work in the first place. Anybody that has gone through that shit, you don't understand how you feel after because it's like you try to find like the good in it. Where it's like, oh, you know, I love that person. We created memories and shit. But part of it is damn, like I could have been investing this energy into me, not because you don't like the person and you felt like they didn't deserve it, but it's just, there's a time where you knew for a fact it was going to amount to nothing and you still chose to go through with it. Oh, one thing that makes people very scared of working on themselves is this idea that you need so much time to yourself. And a lot of people get like, they become so scared at hurting other people's feelings or like hurting the relationships they have with other people. And the one thing I'll say to that is, no one who loves you will be incapable of the will be incapable of understanding that you need time to work on yourself. Like imagine someone that says they love you, right? Genuine love. Why would you not want to see me invest energy into myself to make myself better? There is not a single person out there that's, that loves you for real and then doesn't and it doesn't give you the space to actually work on yourself and better yourself because a better version of yourself to anyone in your life that loves you should be a positive thing, should be a positive thing. And if people look at it like it's not, then now you know the people you should really surround yourself with. So for me, it's like any relationships I have currently that are being affected by just me isolating myself, it's happening for one reason and one reason only. This idea that certain people don't check up on you. If I, if I go ghost and I get it, I should communicate but to a certain extent, it's like if you care about our bond and you see me going away, right? It could be because I don't fuck with our bond or it could be because something is wrong, right? If somebody doesn't necessarily care to check up on you to check and make sure that you're okay, is this really somebody you want to have in your life? Someone that only cares when you guys communicate frequently. I don't want that shit. Like I have a lot of my friendships. So I'm like, damn, I wish I could. I wish I was still close with this person. But the part of myself the part of myself, like it helped me understand the fact that it's like, those are relationships that are literally based on proximity. It's like, are you near me? And if you're not, okay, we don't care about each other, bro. Do you understand later on in life after college, after high school, after middle school, whatever grades you guys are in moving state to state, country to country is something that becomes very much the normal. A lot of people want to start their lives in different places. Why would I care about investing so much of my energy into a bond where we're 15 minutes away or five minutes away and no communication happens? You think that gives me faith in the fact that one day you may move to another state and we're going to still be close? No, I have no faith in that shit at all. Like a lot of like when I got out of high school, I knew for a fact. The thing is, this is exactly what I did at high school. Junior year, I took it seriously. So I was like, I bet. Now I need to focus on my schoolwork so I can't be friends with everyone. I started hanging around the the few people like my senior year. I only like my junior year. I took time to realize who I needed to stick around. Senior year, I only invested energy hanging around those people and only them. And that was it. And guess who are those people that I'm still currently close, with, even if we're not close to each other. Those people that I started investing energy that I realized is like y'all are real ones. Because a lot of times you have a lot of these relationships that you only focus on because it makes your life, because it's convenient. Let's be completely honest. It makes your life a little easier to hang around the person that's always partying. And make, like, if you're someone who smokes or something like that, you, you drink, 
it makes more sense for you to stay close to those people that are probably doing the exact same shit as you. Even if you know the moment school is over, you're not texting those people at all. For me, I am not in a state where I want people around me just for their convenience. I'm just not. Like, I would rather have people around me that are going to invest in me. One thing that me and um, someone I talked to recently spoke about was this idea that I, at this current state that I'm in, I'm very much in a state where I'm trying to make sure that I am not surrounded by any types of negative influence. Like anyone that could have an influence and affect my progress on my self-love, I don't want you around me. Thing is, like I get it. Like there's some of those toxic relationships where you really love those people and it's just, that's just who they are. I'm not in a state where I can sit here and say, well, I'm gonna keep you around. I'm gonna keep you around even if you may fuck up the person that I may want to become in the future. That's just who you are. No, I know who I'm trying to be. And if who you are is in the way of that, then I'm sorry we gotta part ways. And for me, I suck at saying goodbye. I don't understand that concept, this idea of having to let go. And I realized where it came from. It's this idea where a lot of the people that I really, really cared for in my life, like the people that I envisioned to be in my life forever, right? A lot of those people. I didn't have a choice to say goodbye to any of them. Like, understand the fact that when you're moving from a different country, right? It is, it was like, I get it. I moved to the United States for a better life and I'm the person that I am today because of it. But everyone, all of my friends and all of my family that I grew up for the first 10 years of my life was completely erased. Like, I just was moved somewhere where I had no access to them. To talk to them on the phone, I have to pay. If they want to call me, they have to pay. They don't have that. I'm 10, 11, 12. I don't have money to pay for that. So, and then people where it's like, like people like my dad or like my grandfather, those were all people where it's kind of like, I thought I was going to see them. And then that chance was completely taken away. So it's like, for me, I very much like trying to understand how to like detach myself from certain things. And the reason why I felt like I struggled with that was because a lot, I've, a lot of the people that were actually taken away from my life, I never had the option to actually detach myself from it. It was never a decision that I had. So me saying goodbye to a lot of the people that I've ever came across, it was never a choice half the time. Like, yeah, random people are blocking stuff like that's because I generally don't care. But a lot of those people that I loved, it was always like, I felt like I never had the choice to say goodbye to them. So I'm very much trying to isolate myself because at this point, I am okay with saying goodbye to a lot of the people that are in my life. And it's not a, it's not a fucked up thing. It's just, I know where I'm trying to go and I understand just how important it is to surround yourself with like-minded people or people who are chasing the same dreams as you. Cause that level of understanding or being able to use someone to bounce off ideas is some shit that's needed. I, at times someone just listening isn't enough. At times you generally need someone to add value to what it is that you're thinking about or to what it is that you're currently doing. A lot of the things that a lot of the people that I grew up around that I kept around for so long, they added zero fucking value to what I was trying to do. Like I'm an influencer that never had help from my friends with content. <laughs> do you understand that? Like a lot of people may not because you don't do an influencer shit, but a lot of influencers in general have to collab to constantly keep their shit up, right? I didn't do collabs because I in Boston, there wasn't a lot of people who did this shit. And this idea that I was surrounded, I had so many friends, like I have so many people around me. But the things that I wanted to do and actually invest myself into doing, they could not invest anything into that. 
Why? Is it a fucked up thing? Not really. They don't share that passion. That is, I kept them around for a reason. I can't try to change the people around me to to fit where I'm trying to go. It, that that would just be fucked up, and that's just not who they are. But it's on me for not surrounding myself with people that I knew could invest into me. Like, I could invest into everyone around me, whatever they needed. I've gotten good at emotions, feelings, certain things where it's like everyone has a need for it. And then the things that I do need, not everyone's intrigued by or, like, interested in those things. So it's kind of like I was surrounded with people that I had a lot to offer to that had very little to offer in return. And I realized I started, I wouldn't say I started hating that, but there was a level of resentment where I was in a state of need and the people that I invest a lot into could not help. So it was almost the fact that you start looking at things as a transaction when you know you're always going to be on the shorthand of things. It's hard. Like I've been telling you, if you are on the shorthand of things, it is very hard not to look at things as a transaction because you will. It, it becomes a reality to you that you will never get the amount you put in. Eventually, that gets draining when you're in a state where you can't do it for yourself and you're looking for that little extra boost of support that you wouldn't normally give to somebody else. So basically, I'm going to sum all of this up. For me, it's like I'll just say the reason why I'm going to say pretty much say the reason why I find all these things important to me and why I've been currently like learning these things. The reason why I isolate myself, this is just me summing everything up before I go into like two random little story times. The reason why I isolate myself, one, I am someone that as as much as I am self-aware of the things that I do, I do become influenced by the crowd. Like I have a lot of different friend groups and I always had that because I'm not going to lie. At any point I could want to be a, I could want to prioritize a different part of my personality and inserting myself into different friend groups was a way that I could do that because I know they needed that version of me more. They needed that other version of me. So I needed to isolate myself so I can focus on who is it that you want to be without the influence of anybody else around you, without being validated by nobody else around you. Who is that person I look in the mirror and I'm proud to look at? When you're surrounded by people, they will be impressed by different versions of you. The ones that are real will accept the version of you that you're most proud of. But it's up to you to figure out who that is because a lot of people won't accept it or they will not. They'll miss the old you, but you have to understand it's like you put that improvement into yourself for a reason. And this idea of not draining your energy as you're trying to work on who you are. For me, I have to go to the gym. I have to do this. I have to do that. If I am constantly thinking about other people's needs, then I currently place my needs back and I start thinking about that person. You cannot if you you can't work on yourself and you're still in a state where you're putting other people's needs above you. This idea that the reason why you should work on yourself is because you should notice how important it is to invest into yourself. If you notice that it's that important, take space away from all the people that you have to invest into. For me, the reason why I did it was because my family is a family that is very needy and I need them to respect my boundaries. You can't make people respect your boundaries until you understand them, until you understand why you need them. I'm in a state where I understand why I need them. But to understand how I should properly set it or which boundaries I need to make sure is placed and people respect them, I need to take time to myself and really sit there and think, when have I been upset or when did I feel a little, what the fuck, about a situation where I had to invest energy or where I had to do something. There are so many times where if you're constantly surrounded by people, you don't constantly want to talk about every little thing somebody does because it becomes annoying. So take that time to yourself and understand all of those things and then 
once you get to a place where you can set all these boundaries, then you go and invest your energy into people. You start being around other people. But now you understand how to not put yourself at risk. For me, that's the biggest part. I don't want to put myself at risk by constantly investing energy in people and then crashing out because I don't have enough energy for myself. Because the thing about being someone who invests in people, people don't expect you to need to be filled. Since you're so good at, at investing into them, they think you clearly can do that shit for yourself. So that's why it's like the friend that's always making people smile, prob- always or tends to, or it tends to be like that. They will be the person people check on the least. Why? Because they think you're constantly happy. A lot of people don't understand the fact that you don't want whatever is just happening to you to affect other people. You're someone where people can come to you with that and they think, oh, it's easy for you to leverage. It's not an easy thing to deal with when you're constantly dealing with everyone's fucking problems. It is not an easy thing to deal with. Even me, I do it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do this shit. But at a certain point, when you're really in a space where you need to focus on yourself, like some shit is going wrong, you will see just how much people needing you bothers you. And that's the thing. I didn't want to be bothered by what I what I wanted to do for my friends. So I kind of part of it was also me making sure like I became a lot more genuine with the things that I did. I didn't want to please people. I think I got like a few a quote on pleasing. Right. So basically part of like the reason why I think I very much need to set boundaries is because I do not want to keep on pleasing people. And when you are not very much strict or very set on the things that you are willing to allow and not allow, you will see you will get a little nudge from a lot of people. A lot of people may think they have access to overstep that boundary because y'all are close. No, my boundaries are set for everyone. That's just what I want people to respect. It doesn't matter if we're family, doesn't matter if we're close. It for sure also doesn't matter if we're in a relationship. This is a boundary that I have and you need to respect it. If you can't respect that, then I will respect you by stepping away from the relationship because it's not something that I'm going to invest myself into. It's just not. You can't. If someone can't respect what you need, fuck them. <laughs> but yeah, the quote that I was saying on people, on like the people pleasers, like, do not worry about pleasing people. Please yourself by surrounding yourself with people you don't need to please. I'm going to say that one more time. Don't worry about pleasing people. Please yourself by surrounding yourself with people you don't need to please. I have a lot of different friend groups, so I can very much tell you I know this. There are certain friend groups where I'm in and I am happy the whole entire time. Why? Because they don't need anything from me. Me being my best self is what makes the group vibe. It's like like when you're top, like it's like those friends where it's just like when you have a lot of energy there's no one bringing you down. There's no one that you need to kind of like assist or, you know, like maybe there may be someone who's like a little introverted. You got to give them a little nudge, but, but it's like they, the vibes are reciprocated instead of me needing to invest. And then there are other friend groups. I'm like, if I'm around him and anything happens in his life, he's going to want to tell me about it. There's nothing wrong with having those type of friends, but you just need to know when to, ha- when to allow certain people to have access to you. If I know I'm going through some shit and I don't want to hear about somebody's problems, I am not going to go around my friend that tells me about every single thing he deals with. Or one of my girl, one of my friends that are girls that tells me everything she's dealing with. Anytime she has an issue with guys, she needs my my point of like my my guy mindset. Like a point of view from a guy. Bro, those people, if I'm dealing with some shit, I don't want to be around them. Respectfully. Like I love you and all of that, but I don't have that energy to give. 
So for me, I'm in a state where my self-development is very much focused on not pleasing people, making sure I understand the boundaries that need to be set, understanding them, and then making sure I hold people to that to those boundaries, making sure that people respect my boundaries. For someone who's a people pleaser, I promise you work on these things. It will help. It will be hell because you will feel so bad about you don't understand how much I feel, how bad I feel. But I literally was on a phone call with my brother and I was like, I am trying to make my life work and I'm trying to figure this shit out. Anything that has to do with the family that has to do, I, I made certain references to certain things that I did not want to be contacted for. Like if it's some bullshit with this, 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 and that, please do not hit me up. I don't want to fucking hear about it. Like I'll be completely honest. I love you guys. But if it's some bullshit shit like that, I don't want to hear about it. And they both of my brothers respected that. But before, it would have been something I was never able to do. Because why? I want to be there for them. But you shouldn't just... But How close someone is to you shouldn't be a gateway for them to overstep your boundaries. And I think being in a household where it's very much a traditional version of love, it's this idea that you're supposed to love somebody no matter what. No, the fuck you're not supposed to. I can, I can have love for you, but at a certain point, I need to understand if the love you have for me <laughs> is toxic or if it's detrimental to who I am trying to be. And if it is, I have to keep some distance between that. And if our love can't be expressed through the distance, it is what it is. But my family was someone, like, they mean a lot to me. Like, I will go through hell and back for them. And to get to the point where I can tell them, don't, Concern me with your needs at this time because I can't deal with it. I'm not gonna lie, hurt to do it, but it felt fucking great. It's, I love the idea that I know how to set my boundaries and I don't feel terrible for them. And even if I feel terrible, right? This is the worst part. When you start feeling terrible about placing your boundaries, do not double back. If somebody knows that they can get away with it once, they'll try it a second time, they'll try it a third time, and guess what? On the third time, you'll be pissed off. But you'll remember because you allowed it the first time, which made them do it the second time. And now, now you're drained on the third one. It's your fault. Okay, so this is literally, we're not going to be like doing a little sentimental shit no more. Um, So, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to give names. That's actually, that's actually giving way too much. See, the thing is, I like talking about certain shit that happened on social, that happened in my life on social media, just because it's like, I know you guys like to be entertained by me talking about Sometimes I'll call I'll call it my whorish ways, you know, my whore, my 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 whore antics. And it's like, but I never like the idea of putting anybody's business out there. That's why if I talk about anything, there won't be names. I won't give a timeline just to keep anybody confused. Because the thing is, some people may put one and two together and be like, "Wait, you were talking about?" Da-da-da? I don't want that, especially knowing how much guys are very childish. With how they look at girls and sex and shit like that, or how open a girl can be with her sexuality and shit. I just don't want girls having to deal with some bullshit. Be like, oh damn, now they find out we did some shit. Da, da, da. Like, bro, I literally, oh my god, this ain't even what it is. Recent, I don't give a fuck. Recently, right? Recently, I had this girl tell me, yo, <laughs> if she sees us, I don't give a fuck. This was weird, and that's why I called you out on it. Even then. This, I get a text from this girl. She tells me, I unadded you because someone seen your name and there was that. 
I didn't, th- I didn't care about it at all. Okay. And then they re-added me. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And it was like someone seen my name and you had to add me to get me off your Snapchat list because they were mad. It's just like, well, yeah, they, it's because they kind of know who you are and stuff like that. And apparently like in, I almost said the name of the town, that town, like my videos get shared around. So it's like, I'm very much, if you say, if you say my name to, to certain people, they will know who I am and shit. She unadded me because she was scared of somebody seeing my name. Like the person seen my name once, right? And then she was scared the person was going to look over her shoulder one more time. She unadded me because she was scared that people may know she talks to Chance. I don't fucking get that. It's like, one, it's like, I get it. that She, she has like, she wants, she wants her privacy to be respected, out of this, out of that. I get it. I'm not going to sit here and make a decision for somebody, right? But for me, it's more of the idea that you are so scared of what people would say if they found out you spoke to someone. Like for me, that's just that's just the world we live in to the point where it's like somebody will be scared to let someone know you talk to them without knowing anything that's going on. But you're like, damn, if they know I talk to Chance, it could only be one thing. Oh, I'm fucking on Chance. I'm just like, bro, that's mad childish. And that shit, I blocked her. Because I made, what was it? There was like a little joke. I was like, bro, like Brody's mad just because he knows why and da 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 And I was like, bro, tell, tell him like there's nothing between us. And then she was like, oh yeah, I tried to tell him you're a hoe too, but he didn't want to believe it. I was like, tell your hoes they don't got to be mad. And she was like, I try to tell him you're a hoe too. I looked at the comment. I knew she was playing, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to be petty. So I blocked on Snapchat. And then I and she was like, I don't know if you took that seriously. You know, I was like, I wasn't really trying to be serious chance. But if you took it seriously, I'm sorry. I didn't give a fuck. But I knew if I ignored those text messages, it would look like it was serious, right? So I ignored it a few times. And I think she dealt with texting. It's like, damn, that. She was like, oh, that's when she realized. She's like, because I didn't reply to that text. I just laughed at it. I'm like, Eddie. And then she, when I blocked her on Snapchat, she realized it. She was like, wow. Um, I just noticed I was deleted on Snap. I was like, and then there's a, I hit her with, I just didn't want one of your hoes getting mad again, you know? Yeah. Bro, it's like, nah. The idea that you're that scared to, for people to find out you talk to me. Why the fuck do you need to have me on social media? Like, isn't that even worse? Like, if they see me on Snapchat? Like, that shit just didn't make any sense to me. It's like, you're scared of someone finding out you talk to an influencer. But then you hit me up. If you don't want that to be known about you, then don't fucking hit me up. Like, that shit's childish, in my opinion. But, okay, so, right? That was a party. I'm not going to say if it was recently. It could have been in the summer. It could have been last winter. Who fucking knows? Nobody. Because I'll have some shit that happens, and I want to talk about it, but I'm like... This is too hot. Like, I got to let it dial down real quick. Right? Bro, girls can have game. And I am always impressed when a girl spits game. Like, I, I'm one of those guys where it's like, I like to be rezzed up too. You feel me? It's like, oh, you got rezzed. Talk to the shorty. Nah. I don't really want to walk up to you, bother you about your date. That's one thing I don't do. Cat calling or walking up to a girl randomly. For me, it's like, you probably deal with this shit 24-7. And it's like, I don't want to interrupt your day if you are doing something. Like, let's just say you literally have some shit to do. No matter who stops you, if you don't have the time for it, you don't want to entertain it. I'm going to sit here and be completely honest. Rejection isn't some shit that I love, of course, but I'm okay to handle it. You know, if a girl, like, I've, I've hollered at a shorty and she told me she was gay, you know. That's L. I know it wasn't on me because it's like, well, the, me being a guy just takes me out the equation at this point, but... I also spoke to her friend. 
So she might have tried to lie about being gay just for that reason. Because the next day, certain things weren't adding up. But I just didn't care to find out. I'm not an FBI agent. I really don't give a fuck. You feel me? Right? So I like when girls have game because it's like, like, don't I deserve for you to walk up to me? You know, like, say a little sound to me. I feel like I deserve that. Like, I work on myself. Like, now I feel like I deserve to, you know, for a girl to be me like, I want that. Not for me just be like, oh, yeah, I want her. And then she looks at me out of her options. Oh, yeah, well, I guess... Fuck that. You see me, you want me. Talk your shit. So we pull up to this party and we're just, we're, I'll keep it up. I don't try to lie about what the fuck I do. We were smoking. We were just drinking in the car, right? We were just pre-gaming. And then we see, the, we, and whoa, the friends might know. Nah, she didn't even care. She took, yeah, we're good. We're going to this part. See, I, I keep on double tracking to make sure that I'm not exposing nobody's business. I respect women's privacy a lot because I know a lot of men are childish with information. But yeah, so basically, we see these girls in the corner. We're about to go to a party. We see these girls in the corner. You're just taking pictures, da, 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 doing cute shit. And then my friends, they are not like me. They will catcall out their ass and not give a single fuck. For me, they don't do it in an ignorant way. So I allow, So I don't really give a fuck. I'm not going to sit around and allow them to do bullshit. It's like, your ass look fat, mama. Like, what the fuck is good with you? Like, you feel me? Like, you, you got to check your own man's. It's like, nigga, this ain't normal type shit. But like they were just catcalling, detaining that shit. And then at one point, I got out the car. We were dancing. We were getting sturdy or whatever. And then they start walking up to where we was at. And I forgot what it was. I didn't want. I'm not some. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have very much gotten into my quiet phase. Like my cousin recently told me, it's like, yeah, you want to know this quiet? Like, and I'm like, damn, you look at me as a quiet person now. I'm like, shit, I'm really improving. Because I feel like it's like the more you don't have a lot to prove to people the less you speak. Because the thing is, there are times where I know I can bring something to a conversation, but I'm like, I don't feel the need to be valid, like have my intelligence be validated by anybody. So it's like, if it's not needed to be said, I'm good. Like, I don't really have to say that shit. But right, so at a certain point, those girls started walking up. So I played a, I play very much played a quiet friend. One, it, it's very good for me at this point because people know who I am to a certain extent. The idea that somebody may know who you are and they see you don't act like you're following check mark like it's a quick bro it's a good thing it's a good thing to not be constantly talking about your clout and all this shit i don't like doing it and then some like one of the girls walked past me was like aren't you and i was like yeah boom she goes to the party that i with all her friends and it comes back by herself to the car so right nobody's around so that's why i know i'm not giving nobody's information out she comes back to the car and she's like and my she didn't know where i was sitting or something like that she goes to the front seat my boy's in the front seat and she's like, and then he starts trying, like, he start, like he was so quick trying to resurrect. And she was like, oh, nah. Looked to the backseat trying to talk to me. My man's was like, the both of them was laughing. I didn't know they were laughing for that reason until after. He was, like, my friends are very much, like, we're realistic. It's like, nigga, yeah, she curved the fuck out of me. Like, that shit, it was some calm shit, but fuck it. She sits there and she asks me, like, you should give me your number or some shit like that. And I'm like, yeah, sure, da-da-da. And, like, you know my name, right? She's like, yeah, Chance. I was like, I bet. So I typed my number in. I was like, here. She was like, no, nah, you put it in. I didn't, I didn't save my name. I didn't put my name in. I just put my number. She was like, you save it. I was like, you know my name, so you should be able to save it. And she was like, nah. She just went back. I was just like, wow, this is how we're starting. The fact that I tell you something very simple that could make me happy and you're not going to do it. That's crazy. That won her over. It was kind of like, oh, well, I do want to make you happy type shit. I was like, okay, I'll fuck with it. She saves my phone. She saves my phone. And then I go back to the party. We're just vibing. Typical party shit. And then randomly we're texting through the party, right? But I'm not really paying. I don't like being on my phone that much because I feel like if I don't enjoy where I'm at, my phone is the easiest thing to fall into and to ignore everything else that's going around me. 
I don't want to have an escape when something isn't going how I want it. Like, I'd rather be out in the public and be like, you know, fuck it. Nah, I'm going to force myself to enjoy the shit. You don't understand how many times I've been out with some of my friends and I, I'm not I'm not feeling it. And I see myself catching up. I'm like, yeah, bro, that's probably something you could enjoy that you're not investing enough energy to find. I put my phone away on DND or airplane mode, depending on like what point of the night it is. And then I'll go and enjoy it. And then you'll, I'd, eventually you'll find, you. no one wants to sit there and be miserable. You will find that one good thing out there for you to do that's fun. And for me, like that, those they had this little game at the bar. I was playing that shit, and then you start talking to people, and then you start enjoying yourself. It's like it works. It's just more of like you need to enjoy part of it first before you deal with the rest of the bullshit that happens. But yeah, party with texting at a certain point, and then at a certain point, she texts me, and she's like, "Oh, come outside or some shit." Like, or we were trying to figure out where she was at. The party was, bro. I like Boston parties sometimes, but it is sweaty. Like there are there were so many people. Like you're trying to. Terrible, terrible. But so we were, so at a certain point, I go outside and I talk. To, she, this girl has a shirt on. It's cold, mind you. It could be recently, or it could have been last winter. The world may never know, right? It's cold as shit, and I'm like, I'm like, are you not cold? She was like, yeah. I was like, do you want to go inside? I, and mind you, so basically she, she's there, right? And I'm like, yeah, let's go inside. Take me straight to her room. Mind you, I said let's go inside to sit there and have regular conversation. I wasn't in the I, I wasn't in the mindset I'm going to be a slut. I, I wasn't really I wasn't on that type of timing. Was I very much intrigued by her being cold and what I seen a little bit? Yeah, for sure. But I wasn't really I'm not the guy that's too overly ego on that because I'm like, the moment you overplay your cards too much trying to get something out of a girl, you lose. Cause it's like the being overly thirsty and shit like that never fucking works. If you're a guy and you're watching this, the slow res is the best way to go because you want to let her make her mind up instead of her seeing you're trying to force so many different ideas into her head. We're say we got we're in the room casually chilling and shit like that. We start kissing on some regular shit. I'm like calm, my and then like this is why I'm saying this girl got game. It's like at a certain point, you know, if you if a girl's on top of you and you're making out with her, y'all know she's gonna try to move to find some. Not gonna say, but she's gonna move to try to find something. She found it, right, and then. All I know is the next thing she did was she went to the door, right? Because there was a key on the outside. Undid the key. I'm like, no, that's about that time. And then she tells me, take off your pants. Like, that's, I felt like that was very much disrespectful to my worth. You didn't ask me if I wanted to do any of this. You didn't ask to assist me. I ever just felt like she talked to me like a slut. I was very, I'm not going to hold you. I loved it. The moment she said, take off your pants, I took, bro, I can do what you like, why would I wait? You feel me? And this and this is the funniest part of the night. The only people that can attest to this is someone she actually allowed to know. So basically, I can say this. Funniest part, she asked me, do you have a condom? No, I did not come to this party to be a slut. I came to have fun. You feel me? You want to slut me out. You handle whatever we need. So I was like, no, nah, I don't have a condom. She was like, she was, she was like the fuck? I was like, don't look at me. I didn't come here to fuck. What the fuck? I did this wasn't, I don't know you. Like, this is all just happening on the flow. So it's like, in my car, yes, but my car is not very close right now. So we gonna, you gonna have to figure that out. This girl, like, she is topless at this point, right? Opens up her door, talks topless still, goes to one of her friends. Yo, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get me a condom. Goes and grabs one. I was like, no. I need a backup. Like, if something happens, the idea that I know we can't keep on going... No, I'm not about to waste my night. And 
on like halfway through sex and it'd be mad as shit that I didn't get to release. You feel me? Like, nah, I need to release these kids. Like, fuck, fuck that. Got enough, bro. And then she herself put a bathrobe on, went to her car. Mind you, it is cold as shit. Comes back and when I'm touching her, I'm not going to lie. At first, her being that cold was not working with me because... Do you understand how bad it is to be warm and then have somebody make you cold, but then you're also supposed to pleasure that person at the same time? I want you to get the fuck off me, but I have something to do here, so I can't necessarily do that. But yeah, for me, it's like the end of the night happened. But da, da, da. Oh yeah, my friends were at this party too, and I completely like I told them, yo, I'm gonna have to handle I'm gonna have to handle something real quick. They know what the fuck was up. But yeah, the party ended and I wasn't even aware of that shit, and then we went to the car after. Anyway, this is what I was trying to say for this whole entire story. I like when girls have game. Like right there, like right? I get it. She's a girl. And a lot of people look at the story very differently, especially from me saying it. But if I was a guy saying this story, right? And then I was in her point of view, bro, I pulled up to this party. There was this shorty with, bro, there was this girl. She was an influencer. I was trying to be on some calm shit. I went back to the car, right? She was with all of her friends. I didn't even give a fuck. I went by myself. I went and literally talked to her, grabbed the number in front of all her friends. While the party was happening, I literally told Shorty to come outside. And then at a certain point, she was in my room. I was like, yo, drop them drawers. And we got straight to it. See how when you flip it around, it's like, damn, you did that? So for me, it was like, after that night ended, I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, she got that. Like, bro, it's like, for me, I'm not one of those guys that's childish. Bro, do what the fuck you got to do. I don't sit here and ask girls how many guys you fucked, all this shit. It doesn't matter to me. If I'm going to date you, then I guess certain things, it's like you have to understand someone's past to a certain extent, even if it doesn't matter or change your decision on being with them. But for me, bro, I like girls. Like, I want a girl to just be her. Like, express yourself freely. Play the game the same way niggas do. I don't give a fuck. Like, the thing is, if I come across one of those girls that I used to play a game, it's actually, I like it. This idea that I feel like a lot of guys don't like a woman that knows how to play a game. Because you can't run game on her. And that's an issue for a lot of people. And see, I'm giving y'all a pretty long episode. I'm not going to lie. I liked it. Um, In general, one thing I was going to, this isn't even a story time, but people just, as I've been on this process of working on myself and making sure like people respect my boundaries, people try you so much. And then people will make you feel like you're at fault for having boundaries. I find that fucking hilarious that some people literally sit there and try to make you feel bad for having boundaries just because they cannot cross them. It's insane. Like literally actually insane. So for me, it's like that block button comes really fucking quick for me. I'm sorry. Like I will block you and I just will not give a single fuck. Like I will have like I, bro, random shit, right? Didn't make sense. Pissed me off. I blocked this girl right away. Didn't give a fuck, right? So me and this girl are talking that our bullshit. Eventually we're supposed to link. Eventually we're supposed to go to the gym. Whole lot of extra shit. And then, so at a certain point, I texted her. Or I think we was like Facebook Messenger. I barely use Facebook. You feel me? I went viral on Facebook. And whoever seen that post, I do not have a kid. I went viral for a picture of me and my niece. And the fucking caption said, "The love of a father." My was the first picture out of that whole thread. So many girls were hitting me up telling me, did you lie about having a kid? Wait, when did you have a kid? Wait, Chance, I seen you on Facebook going viral. No, I don't have a fucking kid. Fuck them kids. For now. I want to have kids later in the future, but for now, fuck them kids.
kids. This is why, like, I'm pro-choice. You feel me? It's like, do what you please, do as you please. It's like, I don't think everybody should be a parent right away. I know for a fact I am not in a position to be a parent. I am still trying to learn me. How the fuck can I expect myself to have a positive influence on the motherfucker that's going to pay attention to me more than I pay attention to myself? No, I'm good. Like, I don't want to make somebody's life harder because I wasn't smart or I didn't make the proper decision. I don't want my kid to resent me for not ha- for not having set shit up for this family, for whatever family I'm going to build. And the idea that it may not be a family for some quick shit. Like, you know that somebody mm, got him pregnant. I want a mother to my child. I don't want no baby moms, no BM, none of that shit. I want a family, like the picket fence, all that shit. I don't want one of those regular houses, but, you know, I ain't going to be that basic. But still, like, I want something that great. And you're not going to get that shit rushing into anything. Those are, like, the family I want is something that's, like, you have to invest into. It's, like, I know it doesn't have to happen that way. It could happen quickly, and then I still get that out of it. But I'm not dumb enough to, to not know what gives me the most probability, the best probability of having that happen. And that's to focus on myself, make sure I get all those things ready. And the thing is, why would I have a kid right now? There's so much shit that uh, having a kid requires you to know that being an adult is really what allows you to have access to that. Bills, how to get them into school and all this extra shit. I will need to know every single one of those things before I even get it, before I have a kid. I will need to know how to set up savings. I will need to know how to add them to my life insurance. I will need to know how to put them into schools. I will need to know how to get them. Like, like anything that a kid would, like my, my baby would need, I want to be aware of that before they get into this world. I don't want this to be one of those things I rush or learn on the go. I get it. A lot will be learned on the go, but that's the whole reason why I want to make sure I prepare myself so that way that process is as smooth as possible. You feel me? But... Okay, back to the messenger story. Yeah, we're about to get an hour. Back to the girl in the messenger. So basically, I don't use messenger like that. And apparently, neither does she, right? So I texted her something at a certain point. And mind you, there's energy, that it is, that that. It's not off no sexual shit. It's like, oh, we can go to the gym. Cool shit. And then she leaves me on scene. And I'm like, okay. I, I sent something or I laughed at her message and she sent question marks. And then I was just like, nah, you left niggas on scene. And she, she was like, oh, I don't be, I just don't be on this app like that. What the fuck does you not being on an app frequently has to do with the one time you were on the app when you looked at my message and chose not to reply? Like when you don't tolerate bullshit from people, people will try to bullshit you some more into some bullshit. Like you're really going to tell me you sat there and you thought that was a good explanation. I'm going to tell him the, the reason, right? This is the thing. People never tell you the real reason. They always try to give you like, a reason that's close enough, but doesn't really matter. It doesn't fucking matter if you went on this app once a month. That one time you went on it, you opened up my message, read it, and then reply. Like, I'm not hurt by it. Just be like, oh, I was doing something. My fault, da da da. Quick shit. Like, you keep, you're honest with me, and it's like, it's not an issue. But when you sit here and try to play me or <laughs> insult my intelligence, it's clipped. Like, I don't have respect for that shit because it's just. You know better. Come on. Like, I'm not the one to try that shit with. You can bullshit other people and shit like that, but I see through shit way too clearly to put up with it. Like, I could have been like, oh, no, nah, I feel you. I barely be on here, too. Because I generally really did not care that much. But it's this idea that you just didn't keep, you didn't, you didn't, give, you didn't offer me the truth. 
and I don't respect you because of that type shit. But yeah, so basically this is how this episode will end. But I just want to say I appreciate you guys. And I was thinking about it. It's like pretty much I know like once I hit 100,000 downloads, because I think right now we're like 94, something around, something in the low 90s. Once I hit it, I do want to do another live stream. But because it's during the school year and shit like that, or maybe this may come out around the time where it's like we can preserve a live stream around like some type of break so that we've not everyone has is obligated to do something when I'd probably be recording and stuff that may give you guys a live stream or if you guys have an idea of something else you can communicate that with me on any of my platforms in case you don't watch this on YouTube and you can't just comment on it and also since I'm trying to get them downloads keep showing that love I appreciate y'all for that but yeah so communicate with me on YouTube if you guys are watching this on YouTube whatever you would want that special to be because I gave you guys an hour special, but the live hour, you feel me? It's just different. And an episode that I'm looking forward to that I'm going to do, I don't know when. Oh, I already actually I already explained that in the beginning. So that's one thing I'm going to do in the be to do. But yeah, overall, I just want to say thank you to anybody who's listening to this. I appreciate you. And if you're listening to this, it's this idea that you actually want to work on yourself. And if you got this far, you cared enough to sit and through some shit or to listen to some shit that's damn near a fucking hour. That's a dedication to yourself, and I'm applauding you for that. Not for my podcast, but just this idea that you know there's something to gain and you're going in that direction. I promise you that's a start. Doing the things that actually matter. It's, it starts off small and then you just build off of it. But yeah. Work on your boundaries, understand them, make sure people respect them. Love yourself and do the things that you do for other people. Self-love is important for that reason. 